Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and myself. We are here for Chemist Warehouse, heading to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day in Spitwater. Spitwater high-pressure cleaners, tools, not toys, tough and ready. First game, Dolphins versus Dragons, Thursday, 7.50 at KO Stadium. Dolphin team news, Gilbert, Hamiso, Felice Kofusi are all out with origin and suspension. Ray Stone, Herman SASA, while Mark Nichols returns on the bench. Cody Nicarima shifts to fullback, and Anthony Milford is the new 5'8". Dragons team news, Sullivan replaces Ben Hunt at halfback. Jack Bird replaces Sewer at second row. Michael Molo replaces injured Blake Laurie at prop, and Embi joins the bench. How do you see this one playing out, Smithers? Well, the Dragons, they'll be riding high after that win, won't they? That that last-ditch effort against the Roosters, they'll take... Yeah, they'll that, be feeling good traveling up to Queensland to take on the Dolphins out there at Redcliffe. Um, but the Dolphins, they're just, again, I'm going to go back to the same old line that I've used with them. They're so hard to tip against, particularly in these type of games mm. where, you know, I think they'll be they'll, they'll be pretty confident that they can take on the Dragons at home and, and play well. Look, they they almost got there last week against Melbourne. Like, so I don't – out of that match, I don't know whether, you know, you're sort of – you're wrapping the Dolphins or you're saying that the Storm need to improve because mm. it was and, – and they did it with a few things going against them too. Like they had a sin bidding in the second minute to Felice Cafusi and they had a couple of other things that went against them. Um, so – but it's a big ask, isn't it? Tom Gilbert out, the hammer out, who's been so influential to the way they've played their footy. Look, I'm going to back the home team though. Okay. I'm going to back them because I look at one person that is out for the Dragons in Ben Hunt. Mm. What have I said about him all year? If he hasn't played, they, they'd they be getting beaten every week. Mm. So I think he's he's so influential to that footy side, um, not just the way he plays with the football, but some of the, the efforts that he's been putting in, particularly this year, has made a huge difference. So I'm going to back – I'm. I'm back in the fins. It's a, a really tough call, this one. I think if you're from the Dragons' perspective, I think it's actually a really good opportunity. And obviously, you're not going to base your whole decision of the future of the club off one game. But yeah. I do think that a lot of information they gather from this game will help them help them a bit see where they're going to kind of head over the next few years. For example, if Sullivan and Amon and Little come out and just kill it and show all their potential, win the game, now, I'm not saying that they're going to immediately go to Ben Hunt and go, hey, mate, if, if you're you know not keen to stay or whatever. What I am <laughs> saying is is it could be them going, all right, maybe we do try Ben Hunt at nine for a bit longer and, and build in Sullivan and Amon and give him more minutes. And I guess this is a real big opportunity for Sullivan and Amon to say, hey, we are the next generation. Have faith in us as you rebuild the club. Um, so from a Dragons perspective, huge opportunity I, I personally think the Dolphins will probably get the job done, though, because, yes, they're missing Gilbert, Fidel, uh, the Hammer, Felice Kafusi, but mm-hmm. honestly, missing players for them does not seem to be an issue. No. 
and they've done that in the past, haven't they? Like yeah. they've missed players through suspension, through injury. Now they've they've got a couple out with representative duties, but they've handled it. They've handled it quite well um, in in those other games that they've played without, particularly like the key players that they've missed. Mm. Um, this is the first time we're going to see the Dragons without a Ben Hunt, though. Yeah, um, which is why I'm leaning towards the the Dolphins. Yeah, agreed. I I think that without the Ben Hunt, they aren't the same team. But as I said, from a Dragons perspective, you're yes. getting a glimpse of life without Ben Hunt. You know, because event, right. you're in currently in a position where I wouldn't say they're at the depths of a rebuild, but there's a little bit of a rebuilding phase in regards to new coach coming in, looking at okay, who do I need to put resources into? Who do I need to move on? And this is a really good opportunity to go, okay, well, who stands up when we don't have Ben Hunt? Who is the guy that's going to take the game by the scruff of the neck and win it for us? Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a great clash. Great clash. Now, Eels versus Cowboys, Friday 8 p.m. Combat Stadium. Eels midweek signing. Joe Offengal starts for the Eels at prop for Junior Bowler. Matt Dury starts the second row. Luca Moretti is named on the bench. Cowboys team news. Holmes to Alungi. Cotter. Dearden, all out for origin duty. Hampton starts at 5'8". Granville starts at lock. Zach Laybutt and Robert Derby make their rental debuts. Griffin Neen returns on the bench. Damalolo is named in reserves and could return from injury. How do you see this playing out, Smithers? Oh, look, at the Eels were super impressive. Super impressive against the red-hot Bunny side. Like, Bunnies were going for seven straight. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I, I spoke with uh, – I interviewed Latrell Mitchell after the game, just asked him a couple of questions on the field and um, – he, uh, he he looked a little bit sort of perplexed at, at what had just happened. Mm. Like, he, he obviously gave, he gave credit to Parramatta for playing so well, but he was a little bit unsure of, you know, what happened in that game and why they they weren't able to play the way they did. Mm. Um, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what Parramatta did. They started the game hot. They started it fast. And I think they, they, they took um, the Rabbitohs on early, particularly down their short sides. Um, they went down, down that little play. Mitchell Moses went down the, a right-hand short side early, created an overlap, and that's where they scored their first points. And from there, they were away. Rabbitohs, though, like quality outfit, they 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 found their way back. They fought back, and they found themselves in front. But that's as good a finish to a game I've seen Parramatta play um, or execute for a long time. Mm. It's a type of – and for me, when I, when, I, when I watch the Parramatta Eels or follow, follow their – their matches week week on week. That's the most frustrating thing is their lack mm. of consistency. Mm. Like everyone knows how good they are when they play their best football, like they did against the Rabbitohs. Like we're talking about the Rabbitohs who were sitting on top of the competition. They'd won six in a row, which is a pretty it's a it's a, it's a difficult thing to do right now. We've just we had a segment before talking about how close this competition is. Mm. But to go out and play the way they did in front of a very vocal Rabbitohs crowd at Allianz Stadium. Um, it was super impressive. I, I'd love to see the Eels just try and bottle that, that performance, and bring it out every week. Mm. Bring it out every I'm sure the Eel, all the Eels fans listening would, would love to see that as well. So Cowboys, extremely disappointing. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I asked, I cheekily asked a couple of the, the Cowboys players involved in the Origin camp, like, hey, boys, what happened? Mm. What was going on down there the other night? And they they really they didn't have an explanation, Kempi, other than we just we didn't turn up in the yeah. right frame of mind for that game, like yeah. we didn't get off the bus, which is you know that's it's a simple explanation, but at times, as I said, if you if your if your attitude, your mental preparation isn't right, you just you cannot be off, mm. you cannot be off against anyone, 
you know, it doesn't matter where they're sitting on the table, what form they're bringing in. So it's going to be a difficult one. The Cowboys, although I do know, they've, they've stayed down in Sydney. Oh, okay. So they've had a little camp down there. They got down there a couple of days before that game on the weekend and then they've stayed down because they've got the back-to-back games in Sydney. I'm not too sure whether that, you know, sort of helps their prep because of they're taking the travel out of it. But um, if Eels turn up the way they did against Rabbitohs, this will be an Eels victory. Yeah, the Eels. The thing about this game that's really intriguing is both teams have to win it to stay in touch with the eight. Yeah. Both teams, it's almost season on the line kind of stuff. And I know we talked about how close the comp is, but as it stands, the the Eels are currently sitting uh, 13th and yep. the uh, Cowboys the, are 14th. The Cowboys are 14th on 10 points. Uh, and so you just can't afford to, to lose touch with the eight like that because if that one of them goes loses and then uh, Bulldogs get a win or t- Tigers get a win, all of a sudden they're on equal second last. Oh, equal last, sorry. Yeah. Um, if, if the Dragons get a win. So it's just a game where it's an – obviously every game is non-negotiable, but where we are in the season, it's getting to a point where if we don't win this match, we will not play finals footy. Whereas five weeks ago, it was, oh, well, we dropped this match, but it's early in the year. We can, we've got time to get it together. Time is running out for both sides. Yep. Well, you're right, mate. It is now the point where we're sort of hitting, what are we? We're nearly halfway, aren't we? Yeah. We're pretty much halfway yeah. this week. So if you, if you go on to lose the next couple that you play, then you are scrambling. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're scrambling for victories. And also you, you're, sort of, you're putting a little bit of hope in other results yeah. going your way, which you just can't, you can't afford. You cannot afford to do that. There's a huge clump of teams, as we spoke about, up the top, sort of from 1st to 11th. Then there's a little break. So those teams under that, that 11th spot, 11th or 12th spot, they need, to be, they need to be playing their best football right now, banking some wins, staying in touch with that, those, those top 10, 11 teams. And the, oh, the tough thing for this, how ironic that at there at this point of the season – Eels and Cowboys, both premiership threats this year. The fact that I'm not going to go as far to say this season, like they can't win the premiership because crazier things have happened. Yeah. (laughs) But history would suggest if you are not in the top four, you will not win the comp. Yeah. And unfortunately right now, unless they just completely turn their season around, they are not in the top four. And so they're almost in this really tough position where – their goals at the start of the year are all, already there's a line through them. Already it has changed from win a premiership to let's just make finals footy. Um, oh, mate, yeah. I think that's a win. I, 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 exactly I, um, your thoughts that you just said there. Like where they are right now, they're like forget about top four. Yeah. Forget about that. Let's just let's just try and claw our way back from where we are at the bottom of the ladder. And get ourselves, try and find a way, just any way to get ourselves into the top eight so we can play some finals football. Because if I think out of any year, if you get yourself into the top eight this year, Kempi, mm. we may just see someone from outside the top four yeah. win yeah. it, given the closeness of the comp. Yeah. But for those teams, as you said, mate, languishing down the bottom a little bit at the moment, they they just need to be thinking, we need wins just to get inside that top eight. Forget top four, don't worry about it. Just get yourself to finals. Yeah. Uh, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we've got plenty of rugby league to preview. We've got the Warriors versus Broncos. And then we've also got, I mean, we've got all the matches. We've got Rabbitohs, Raiders. We've got uh, Knights. 
Seagulls. So make sure to stay tuned. Plenty of footy chat still to come. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Don't forget to grab a case of bloke beer from your local liquor ledgers in Australia. Uh, in Australia, in Queensland. <laughs> That's <laughs> in Australia. Yeah, we haven't gone uh, international yet, hopefully one day. Uh, now let's get to the, the footy chat. Warriors versus Broncos, Saturday, 5.30 at McLean Park, Napier. Luke Metcalf will make his club debut at 5.8. Jackson Ford returns at second row, and Freddie Lussick is named at hooker. Team news for the Broncos, Carrigan, Haas, Walsh, Cobbo, Flegler, all out due to origin duty. Adam Reynolds returns at halfback. Tristan Saylor will start at fullback. Dean Mariner on the wing. Keenan Palacia. Corey Jensen to start at prop. Kobe Heatherton starts at lock. Xavier Willison and Brendan Piacora join the bench. Smithers, how do we see it happening? Yeah, big big game this one for both sides. Um, Broncos, they've suffered a couple of losses of late. Um, so they're, you know, look, they, they've done a really good job to put themselves in a, in a very strong position going into this origin period where... I think they they would have been aware that they're going to suffer a few, um, I guess, losses to their squad through representation. Um, you know, Carrigan, Haas, like you name these players, Walsh, Cobbo, Fleck, that so influential to where um, the Broncos are right now. Big reason as to why they're sitting fairly high on the table. And then having to travel um, over to, to New Zealand, it's not great timing for that club, is it? Mm. You know, having to go over and... It's a big trip. Uh, the Warriors always very difficult to beat playing on home soil. It's a different location, of course, playing down in Napier. Um, but they, they're coming off a, a bye, the Warriors, so they're going to be fresh and ready to go. Um, Sailor, Tristan Sailor, making his uh, first start for the year for the Broncos at fullback in um, in uh, replacement for uh, Reese Walsh. Be interesting to see how um, Tristan Sailor goes. But a lot of changes. I'll tell you what. The Broncos have, like, they've shown that they are a, a, a pretty tough footy side this year. Mm. A pretty tough footy side. They've 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 copped some um, some pretty tough calls, uh, particularly against the Storm. I thought that you know they they had a, um, a, a couple of sin binnings. Um, Adam Reynolds, of course, went off early with a neck injury, and they stuck it with the Storm. Like they they stayed with them. Um, it was a it was a tight victory to Melbourne, but it, it took a couple of those sin binnings and an injury to their captain um, for the Storm to get going and get over them. And then the other night, they when they took on Penrith, look, Penrith were outstanding. I'm not taking anything away from the, um, the Penrith Panthers and the way they played, but again, they, they stuck with them. I didn't think they played overly um, smart with the football, the Broncos, but they defended really well, and that's a positive thing. You know, keeping Penrith, I think, to 15. Nathan Cleary kicked a field goal right on the siren, final siren. Um, to keep him to 15 was was a pretty big effort. So, look, I give him a chance, but the Warriors, for me, they're a lot like the Dolphins, mm. for me. Like, the, I, I'm I'm finding finding it hard to tip against them, um, particularly when they've got an opportunity like this, when they're taking on the Broncos, when they've got a lot of their star players out. They're playing at home, coming off a bye. I think they're going to be fresh and ready to go. They love playing against the Bronx. A bit of an older sort of rivalry there going on. Um, so, and I'm going Warriors, Kempi. Ooh. Yeah, it's, uh, I can't wait for this clash because, as you said, Warriors are almost the second darling of the competition right now. You've got the yeah. Dolphins and we're yeah. so impressed. But then the Warriors, everything they've gone through the last few years. Uh, the Broncos, it's, it's quite ironic because usually in these scenarios, they would be called the baby Broncos. But 
babies are being replaced by babies. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's right. You know, it's already a really, really young side. And Broncos have a history of the baby Broncos almost having to live up to that name when you get, you know, obviously myself was a part of a baby Broncos air quotation group of players. We played manly. Uh, It it is something you try to live up to because if you want to be, if if you want to live up to that Broncos jersey, that's almost like your first rite of passage is to say, can you go out and defy the odds of, you know, maybe you can't do it week in, week out, but can you do it for one game in your debut? Or can you go out and play really well? And Broncos yep. have a history of doing that. They have a history of, um, you know, getting up, the, the young reserve graders getting up and playing well. I will say, though, uh, Adam Reynolds' back is so big. It's so big. So Dean Mariner, uh, guys like Dean Mariner, Tristan Saylor, and uh, th- these guys are really good attacking weapons. So I don't think they're going to lose that much on the edges. They'll lose a bit for sure, but we still have Herbie. We still have Katoni Staggs. Uh, as I, Tristan Saylor has been killing it at fullback in Q Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's more the middle. Now, Corey Jensen's been fantastic. Kobe Hetherington, I really like at lock, and obviously Palacia. I think it's the middle that will be quite – we'll see a substantial change because our middle is so, so good. On to the Warriors, though – I'm so excited to see Luke Metcalf. This guy's been killing in in New South Wales Cup for quite a while. He's bounced around from Manly to the Sharks, now to the Warriors. I think we might see something pretty special from him. Yeah. But they, they, they've just got – they've got this look about them this year, the Warriors, haven't they? Mm. They've got this look about them, and, and that's one of the teams I, you know, I was describing earlier about how they're just they've – they look like they've got a completely different attitude towards their footy. Where they're up and about, it gets a little bit tough. They hang in there. Yeah. Um. It's not about well. Oh, look, they've just scored a couple of couple of quick tries. Well, oh, look, we might we might be able to salvage the game, but it might be a little bit too hard for us to get there. So they stop playing. Whereas now they they, they stick in it. They stick in it. Mm. They stay in it and and led by you know a couple of their their more senior players who are playing great footy. Sean Johnson is playing outstanding. Um. I think they, I think they win, mate. I really do. I, I just, I, I like the style of play that they that they play. That when they get there, when their attack is humming, they're so hard to to handle. Mm. And and there's so much threat around Sean Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with his he's running the ball a lot more than what he has in previous seasons. He's got a great kicking game. He's got a lovely pass. We know that his footwork is outstanding. So there's a lot to think about when he's got the ball in his hands. Um, but. You know, that that helps his outside man. He's got some young outside backs who run the ball really strongly. And it takes a, it takes a lot to bring them down close to the line. Mm. So, actually, I, I like the Warriors. Just with the Broncos, though, mate, I'd like to get your thoughts. They've won only one of their past four. Yeah, I know. After starting the season, like, red hot, they, they you know, league leaders and all this sort of stuff. Where do you see them right now? Like, halfway mark? Of course, you know, they've done fantastic um, up to this point. But do do you think they're starting to slip a little bit? Or is it just or is it just they've come up against some pretty good opposition? No, I think it's more pretty good opposition. I think that I, I actually have been quite impressed with their ability to stay in games. You know, the Storm game, we lost Adam Reynolds in the first 15 minutes. Uh, then the game against the Rabbitohs, we didn't have Haas and Ezra Mam. And look, I, this sounds like excuses. I'm not excusing the loss and saying we couldn't have won those games. Yeah. But I'm, what I'm saying is is that we have had key people out in positions that in important games. So it's yep. very hard to gauge. The Melbourne Storm game is very hard to gauge as well because yes. the refing was so strange. I agree with um, that. 
And so I actually, even though you're right, it is really concerning we're one from four. I actually took a lot out of that Storm game because you, we did not play well in attack at all. We, we were very impatient um, against the Panthers, sorry, very impatient. But what I loved is the fact that we forced Nathan Cleary to change his whole game. He ended up having 27 runs and running for over 200 metres. And that's the sign of a good defensive side that has an ability to shut the Penrith system down so that Cleary has to go to plan B, which is obviously a sign of a good half. Yeah. Um, so although we're one and four, I'm actually, it sounds bizarre, but I'm actually more happy with some of those performances than the big wins that we've had. It's, yeah. I know it sounds bizarre, but it really, that's really just the way I feel. Yeah. And, and it could, I've looked at it that way. I've looked, I've tried to look at it both ways and, you, you look at those close losses where they've had a couple of things go against them. It it may it may be a positive for them in the long run mm. to say, look, you know, we played a lot of, you know, a few of those tight losses that we had. You know, we played with guys in the sin bin. Um, you know, we had injuries to some key players, yet we hung in there. Mm. And, we, and, we, and we backed our defense and we worked hard. These are the things that will be key. <clears throat> will be key come the end of the year when it comes to the big games, the finals matches that we want to be a part of and winning mm. and winning. So yeah, look, there's a lot of positives uh, for me as well for the Broncos. I just, I, you'd hate to see them go down a similar path to what they yeah. did last year. Yeah. Put themselves in a, in a wonderful position. Um, you know, like if thinking about this year, like they've been the talk of the comp. Yeah. The Brisbane Broncos. Mm. You know, leading the competition, sitting on top of the ladder, playing great footy. All of a sudden, they've they've gone one from the last four, and they're starting to drop down that ladder a little bit. the the The, the good thing that's keeping them there is that they put together so many really strong wins early. Yeah, which it, is what we talk about, don't we? Like it's important to bank them early. Yeah, for sure. And I think also a lot of well, some people with my podcast where I've been a bit cagey in the the early on of the season for Broncos saying, yeah. look, really good we're getting the wins, but there's a few deficiencies and, and a bit of feedback from from the community has been like, oh, you're being too harsh on the Broncos. But, you know, as as we've seen, you know, they're one from four. And, yes, we have missed key players, but uh, it, we can still get the job done. We've still got a great roster. And yeah. also the, the, the score against the Panthers, even with Reynolds in it, 15 to four, that's probably where we are as a club compared to them. You yeah. know what I mean? It's so sometimes yeah. losses can be like, well, yeah, that's kind of where we are. Like we're maybe by the end of the year we'll be sixteen, fifteen or something. Yes. Uh, but right now we're probably yeah we we're a try behind the best team in the comp. That's not that yeah. bad. That's not, that not bad. a bad. It's not a bad spot to be in. And if you're looking at the the you know the the matchup between those two sides, like you you won each. Mm. You're you're a winner piece. Yeah. Because you got a great victory. The Broncos got a good victory at Penrith in in uh, the first game of the year. So. Yeah, it's not a bad place to be in. Now we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to preview the rest of the round. Rabbitohs, Raiders, huge, huge clash. And then the Knights versus the Eagles. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Let's preview our game of the round. Thanks to Suncorp, building a more resilient Queensland. That's the Suncorp spirit. Rabbitohs v Raiders, Saturday, 7.30 at a core stadium. Campbell Graham has been named to play despite being withdrawn from the Blues camp. Richie Kenner is named in reserves, could replace him. Blake Taff replaces Latrell Mitchell at back at the fullback. Liam Knight starts at lock for Cam Murray. Uh, Keon Kolomatangi could return after being named in reserves. Raiders team news. Hudson Young, Origin. Elliot Whitehead suspension are out. Corey Huddlewira-Nida starts at second row. Joe Tarpane moves to lock. And Pasami Sulo 
starts at prop. Oh, solo, sorry. Zach Wolford starts at hooker. Danny Levi moves to the bench. And Nick Kotrick also returns on the bench. Smithers, what do you reckon, mate? Bit of movement there for both sides, yeah, Kempi. Wow. wow. Fair bit happening um, with injuries and um, representation with the uh, the state of origin and whatnot. But Campbell Graham, like if Campbell Graham goes back in and, and plays, that's, that's a huge in um, for the Rabbitohs. He's been in fantastic form this year. I was a little bit surprised, actually, he wasn't picked for the Blues, but that's you know, means nothing now. We're sort of... It's done and dusted. Turbo's in there off that off that big performance last weekend. Um, Rabbitohs, they'd be disappointed. Raiders, exact same. I I, I don't know what happened. Um, well, I do. Turbo turned one on <laughs> and had an absolute blinder of a game um, against the Raiders. I just thought, I thought the Raiders just they they'd had enough. They they would have had enough to take care of Manly. Um, particularly at home, they just—I uh, don't know—that style of footy that they love playing. They just would have dragged them down, and but you know when you got one of the best players in the competition and they're in that type of form that you're almost—they're almost untouchable. It's—it's it's hard to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was the story of the the tape there for the Raiders. Big games though, big games. I think you know for for the Rabbitohs, similar to what we're talking about with the Broncos before, they put themselves in a wonderful position, but they just—you can't let it slip. You just can't let it slip, and and you know they're they're playing at a core which is you know they they're home, um, taking on the Raiders. Not sure what the weather's doing down there. If it gets a little bit dewy, a bit cold, this could be a bit of a bash up um, between the two forward packs. But I think um, you know I, I'm going to back the class of the Rabbitohs. They've got they've got some you know the, the halves um, playing in there. You know Ilias and and Walker. I think. They, it may just give them a, a slight advantage over the Raiders, um, you know, come Saturday night. Yeah, what a clash. How, how, what about the timing? Two teams coming off win streaks with disappointing losses. Yeah. yeah. It couldn't be any more better. It couldn't be written yeah. any better. Yeah. Uh, mate, oh, what a clash. I put, look, I think the, the Rabbitohs, so they get Campbell Graham back, most likely. They still keep Cody Walker, Damian Cook, Ilias, so outside of Cam Murray and Latrell Mitchell, oh, and Dry Arrow as well, but if Keon comes back, I actually think that, yes, for sure, they're going to miss those players. There's no denying it. But I, I just think that Cody Walker, Ilias, and Cook are so important to that side yeah. that they're going to be able to pick up the, the slack a little bit. Mm. Um, so I, I think Rabideaus get the job done. Uh, but the Raiders, on the other hand, they're just so hard to predict against because they just make everything a fight. They just make yeah. everything, like even the game on the weekend where they were handedly beaten, the last few you know minutes they scored a couple of tries and all. Like I know they never would have caught Manly, but it just shows you this scrappy nature of it's just an eighty minute battle with them. They refuse to just go away, uh, and I wonder whether the Rabbitohs will continue that, and they've done it so well, that patience of waiting for points. Uh, because if they get impatient and the Raiders drag them into their battle, then the Raiders could, Raiders could get one on them. Yeah. And I'll tell you someone who would be out for a big game too would be Damian Cook. Oh. You know, I, I, was, man, I, I was completely blown away that he wasn't in the side. Yeah. Um, you know, like you can understand why Appy's there. He's got a great combination with... Cleary, Luai, and Isaiah Yo, and, and that's important. But I thought Damien Cook has been in fantastic form. Mm, agreed. Surely enough to be you know, to be selected for Origin, but he misses out. Um, and I'm sure you know Cookie. He's a he's a he's a champion guy. He's a wonderful player. He'd understand the reasons why. But 
I reckon he'll be he'll be looking to send a message in this game to say, hey, this is this is what you're missing out on, fellas. Yeah, yeah. Him Keep and an Campbell me. Graham, Campbell Graham as well, I reckon. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah agree, mate. Mm. Because he's been doing it all year, right? Yeah. Whereas you know Tommy Turbo's been selected, and we and we completely understand, you know, Tommy's ability, um, you know, to to break games wide open and score points quickly. He showed that on the weekend, but it's really the only time that he's shown us, maybe one other time early, what you know, way back at the start of the year. Um, they ha- his performances have been nowhere near as consistent as Campbell Graham. So yeah, probably a couple of guys there with a point to prove, mm. which may just give them enough, the Rabbitohs, to um to get a victory this Saturday. I think you could even if Keon does play, you could even throw him in that batch. You know, Hudson Young, he could be looking at that position, going, "That was my position twelve months yeah. ago." Well, he wouldn't be, yeah, like he wouldn't have been too far off, would he? Well, he's been in a camp, like I'm barring sure. injury. Yeah, he's been in a camp. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, so, and he's so important to them, far out. I mean, look, um, Cheekam and Host have done a fantastic job in in the position on the edges there. Yeah, but that's what they've done, their job. Whereas Keon, he can give you, he can do the job, but also he can impact games as well, which is going to be really important for the Rabbitohs in this game. Uh, the Raiders. I wonder, I'm still unsure as to, because Zach Wolford is now starting at hooker. Danny Levi yep. moves to the bench. Mm-hmm. I, I still am unsure as to what their hooking situation is because would that mean that Starling is out uh, injured? Has Starling been named? Could you, um, because I'm surprised that Starling wouldn't mm. be in the side when he's been, he's one of their most explosive players. Yeah. Well, if uh, those two... If those two guys are in the in the in the footy side, I doubt Starling's there. I don't think he would. Yeah. Be. You uh, can't have the three, can you? Oh, uh, what does it say here? So what do we got? We got. So yeah, okay. So Starling's at at fourteen. So yeah. So Levi's on the extended bench. Okay, so Levi is on the extended bench. Yeah, that so makes it's sense. Starling. Yep, yeah, Starling fourteen. Um, he's got Zach Wolford. Um, starting, which which is great. Like he's a, he's an aggressive, yeah. He's he's a more aggressive sort of defensive player, which I think you know Ricky would have that idea against the Rabbits, thinking right, we're coming up against a pretty pretty good forward pack here. They're in good touch. You know, we've got some they got some bigger guys there. Get Zach out there, give good service to um you know his his halves, his big men, getting out of their own end, and just make get out there and make some good tackles for us, good contact. And then bring Starling on when when the game sort of the, the sting's been taken out of the game a little bit. Mm. That was our game of the round. Thanks to SunCorp. Make sure you're Queensland covered. Search SunCorp Insurance for a quote today. That's the SunCorp spirit. After the break, we'll preview Knights versus Seagulls. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Let's get to Knights v Seagulls Sunday 4 p.m. McDonald Jones Stadium. Ponga returns to fullback. Lockie Miller drops back to the bench. Gamble starts at 5'8". Elliott starts at lock. Jack John replaces Tyson Brazil at second row. Seagulls, Cooper Johns replaces DC at halfback. Midweek season, Arthur has been named in reserves. I mean, Smithy, thoughts on KP returning to fullback from a Newcastle perspective? Yeah, I know. Um, it's a big one given, you know, well, a couple of things, right? So they, they've come out and said, like, they want to move him up to the front line and play six and get his hands on the ball a little bit more, have more involvement, higher involvement in their attack. Like Lockie Miller's been playing pretty good footy as well. Mm. So I feel for him a little bit. Yeah. Um, he would have prepared the whole preseason there. He's played some great games of footy there. One of their better players, I, I, I believe. Um, 
the Knights have have they have they come out and said, look, it's got nothing to do with um, the head collision from the weekend, nor is it anything to do with the amount of concussions that that Kalen has suffered um, over the past, you know, twelve months while he's been playing football. So I don't know. Oh, surely it has to. Surely it has surely. to do. It has to have something to do with it. Surely, like because. Like, sim- simply put it this way: like when you when you're at fullback, what, how many tackles are you making a game? Ten max. That's a big game. Big ten. Game. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a that's a that's a big game. If you're making ten tackles, then you probably you you coaching these have a word to the all the yeah, boys the big, up in the front line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Whereas when he's in the front line, when you're playing in the halves, like you could you could make anywhere from anywhere from twenty to thirty tackles. Mm. So the the chances of suffering a head knock or any type of head knock or concussion or whatever, it increases yeah. a lot, mm. a lot. So, you know, if, if, if that decision has been made, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think, I think there's a part of the reason him going back to fullback has to be to do with, you know, the, the head knocks and, and trying to preserve himself mm. in the game. I don't, I don't know. Like, how do you, what oh, do you think of the move? Oh, look, first of all, I always thought felt that he should stay at fullback. I just didn't understand the need for the move to six because let's say that he was in a side that had a gun six that was dominant, but he was just the superstar better player. I could understand that to a degree because they need to move him six because they have two dominant of a of ball player and he's not getting the ball when he wants it. But what I don't get is, is why didn't they just play him at fullback in defense? And then he can play at six wherever he wants on the field. Like, just chime in whenever yeah. he wants and play like a six in attack. Yeah. That's that's not what – I just didn't understand. I just don't understand the logic behind it that you would put him in the front line to defend. What what more does he do in attack as a six that he couldn't do as a fullback? That's the question I think that they should have probably asked. Yeah. Um, yeah, you are right, mate. I, I, I Look, in my opinion, I think he's a better one than a six. He's a talented player. There's no doubt about that. There's, yeah, yeah. there's no oh, denying man. that. But but I think his position is one. I like him back there. Yeah, sure. They're like, there's there's always things you can get better at, and and I think KP would admit that too. Like, I don't think he would say his his fullback play is perfect. When he's played some really good games, you know, he's been absolutely outstanding. But from a consistent point of view, at club level, I'm sure he can find more, um, you know, more consistent form back there. Um, I like the move. Just just from a point of view, I feel he's a better fullback than a than a half. Does that change the fortunes for um, the Knights? I don't think so. I don't think so. Although they're taking on a manly side with um, a few big names out: DCE, their skippers out, Turbo's out. Um, oh, I, I do think in the long run it does though, because he's got more chance of staying on the field. You know, just getting some footy under his belt at yeah. fullback. Yeah, well, just I mean, like this week. This mate. week, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that. Sure. I don't know if it changes their fortunes that quickly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In the long run, possibly, yeah. mate. I, I think that might make them a, a, a much stronger footy side. Mm. Um, the big out for them as well, um, of course, is Tyson Frizzell. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's a huge one to replace. Huge player to replace there. Um, yeah, you know, Jack Johns goes in um, for for Tyson. He's a big out. Look up. You know, I think Manly. I'm I'm thinking Manly. Yeah, it's it's. This is really hard because their win last week, which was so impressive, all revolved around Trevojevic. Then they lose DCE as well. 
Oh man, this is a this is a tough one. <laughs> I, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go Knights. I think really? That, yeah. I th- well, look. So they're missing Tommy Dravojevic and DCE. Yep. Without them, they are a totally different side. And that, you could yeah, say true. that for a lot of sides. You could say that. Yeah, true. KP is still at the back. Tyson Gamble and Hastings have proven they can get wins together, especially yep. Tyson Gamble. Uh, and they've they've been dealing with injuries at nine anyway. So uh, it'll be an extra week where Phoenix Crossland can play nine. Yep. Gagai still gets to play. He'll have a point to prove. Bradman Best, Dom Young, Greg Marju, like they're essentially outside of Brazil. They're essentially full strength. The Saifidi brothers, well, at least one of them. Yeah. Um, Whereas Manly, I just I don't know how they're going to go without Tom Travojevic and DCE. So I'm I'm actually yeah. going to pick the Knights. Mm, the Knights to get point. the job done. I've got Manly. I'm I'm pumped to see Ko Weeks. Oh yes, absolutely. Starts at fullback. How good young to gun. see him start at fullback. Young gun. Um, and it could be a glimpse into the future. I know Tommy's young, but obviously it could be a glimpse into the future because Ko Weeks he could maybe, well, I mean he could probably play wing and center as well. So. Yep. He's got such good wraps on him, as well as filling in at six. You know, Schuster, if he ends up at six or on the edge, um, you know, you could find K.O. Weeks being at six there. So, I mean, how good was Schuster in attack last week? Oh, my yes. God. Unbelievable. I don't, Loved him. I can't I can't think of a big fella that has, has hands like that in attack at least ever. Yeah. 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 It's, Maybe... Mm, maybe the great Arthur Beetson. The great Arthur Beetson. Got to go all the way back. Yeah, mate. He's um he's one to watch. I can't wait to see Schuster this week. See if he's kind of steps up in the absence of obviously DCE. Uh, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to pick our sure things, and we're going to say sayonara. <laughs> 